What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. This is episode number 23, and it's hard to believe... What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. This is episode number 23, and it's hard to believe we've gone over 20 episodes at this point. But, of course, I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with Mr. Chris Rivers over here to my right or left. Depends where you're looking at this on. Or, if you're watching an audio... If you're listening to an audio podcast... I mean, you don't really know where I'm at. You know, he could be above, below, left, right, diagonal. I could be on top. I could be on bottom. I could, what? <laughs> How have you been, Chris? <laughs> uh, busy. How have you been doing? Uh, it's been okay. Uh, you know, with this yeah. new job, still doing the what I call national training, and I'm bored out of my mind. I'm just ready to actually work so I can uh, yeah. you know, just do what I'm supposed to be doing, make the time go by a lot faster, but it's not too bad. Yeah. Are you guys doing overtime still, or? Uh, we narrowly avoided it this week. It came down to whether we could get our numbers, and so we didn't know till Thursday, well Friday morning at two thirty. Oh, that's exciting! If we were going to be working later that night, so. Oh, well, that's that's always a good thing to do. I got to get out of production. Yeah. Uh, guys, quick housekeeping real quick. Our Patreon is live. If you feel like subscribing and or leaving reviews is not enough for you, you want to go the extra mile, go to nerdwide.com. Wait, ooh, patreon.com slash nerdwide. It's about to send them to the website, and that wasn't going to happen. Um, and make, and there's several different tiers you can do there to subscribe that way. Um, some more housekeeping with a lot of our shows ending and on hiatus right now. We will be doing some co- uh, filler content. So if you have any ideas, make sure you tweet at either Chris or I at Ty underscore Haynes or Chris at MavTN7. Or if you don't want to follow or care about any of us, just go to the NerdWide account at Nerd underscore Wide. Uh, leave your ideas there on any of the tweets that you do or just tweet at us and go from there. Uh, we've kicked around some ideas between uh, ourselves like uh, a top five or top ten list. Uh, collection spotlight where we each show off or talk about something that we collect kind of like a, uh, a show and tell if you will uh, wish list things we want to see in TV film or gaming dreamcast like we've done in the past with uh, certain topics and things like that or we could fill with some other like regular regular sport uh, segment like sports or some other things like um, add another a fourth segment to the show so we do TV movies and gaming and then a fourth segment there We'll be pulling a poll up on Twitter here towards the middle of the week, so make sure you're following us there, on especially the NerdWide account, so you get your vote in and let us know what you would like to see on the show. But Chris, speaking of show, we've got a lot of things to talk about this week. Some crazy things happened and some fun things, and we want to get right to them. So uh, what we want to do here first is for our TV, I want to talk about the... The Circle and Shadow and Bone first, and then we'll get into Falcon and Winter Soldier and Invincible. Uh, Circle dropped three more episodes. We watched one more, still continuously to be a great reality trashy TV show, and I love it. And I just found out there's a Circle Brazil. And don't think I haven't thought about putting subtitles on and watching it because I I thought about it. (laughs) There you go. And then Shadow and Bone, the, um, the Netflix show we talked about last week that uh, premiered. I am three episodes in of the six episodes, I think is what's on there so far. Well, period. And it's a, it's a, it's a different show. It's, you could definitely tell it was a book. It's one of those, like, I don't know if you, if you notice these, but I for sure do. Like when anything is turned into a TV show off of a book, it has a feel to it. 
Like it just mm-hmm. does it. It's just I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's a feel, and there's a feel to this one, and it's good. Um, I for sure want to finish this season and get the book and read the books through just to kind of compare and contrast. But I like right. it so far. Like I, I really do. I'm I'm digging it. Because I mean, it came out on Friday, and I'm already halfway done through it. So <laughs> I know it's it's been it's been fun. Um, but I think that's that's all I've watched TV wise, other than our Falcon and Winter Soldier finale and Invincible episode seven. Have you watched anything new or different? Uh, I'm caught up through episode six of Invincible, and mm-hmm. uh, so there's there's a lot we can touch on there if you want and then of course i watched falcon and winter soldier finale and i think this next week with a little less on the plate um because i also took a a day off at the end of the week so that i could watch round one of the nfl draft Mm. Um, so i'll be checking that out but i think i'm also going to start the irregulars your on, uh, on Netflix, yeah. Oh, see, because I've got it on my my list on Netflix uh-huh. to start it since we talked about it last week. But I may have to also add Shadow and Bone to that. It's it, it's good. It's it's different, but like I I really enjoy it. It's it's a Tyler show. If <laughs> it's it's just one of those. But I mean, the acting is great. The story is good. Um, it does one of those things that I feel like every episode adds more characters and to a mm-hmm. little bit more backstory. And eventually, I think all of them are going to come together. Um, but it's, but it does it does it well. Like the narrative of it's really well done. The dialogue and then the story and set pieces look really good. So it, it's it's pretty cool. A little bit of magic in there, a little bit of um, a little horror pieces as well. So it's not nothing you know I'm scared of or terrified of. So it let you know it's not bad. But yeah, it's, I advise anybody to watch it and let me know what you think about it. It's fun. Cool. Now, with The Invincible, Chris, what are you thinking so far through Episode 6? Because Episode 7, that was his last week's, was a banger of an episode. Uh, episode 6 left me with the impression that, you know, you mentioned a while back, I don't know if it was on air or not, um, that you think no one has really just gone evil and is, mm. and and as someone who's not familiar with the comic i all i have to go on is what i'm seeing with the show so it certainly appears that way but we know that robot has other plans mm-hmm. uh, so. And so listen so i've got the spoilers tag up so both of those things that you just mentioned are in episode seven uh-huh. Like you find out, it's those are the main plot lines. All the plot lines are starting to diverge together right. now. Right. And so the episode end of episode seven was where, um, what's her name? Uh, why can't I never remember the mom's name? Confronts Nolan about the about the the suit, mm-hmm. right? And oh, dude, it's I'm telling you, episode seven is great. And if it's gonna be anything, if episode eight is gonna be anything like seven. It's going to be a phenomenal, like, I, I have no idea why we have not heard any announcement yet that there's going to be a season two or even season three, because this show was phenomenal. And every Thursday and Friday, my Twitter, well, here this past week and past several weeks, it's been Falky and Winter Soldier and um, Invincible, just, just back to back to back to back to back, everyone talking about them. 
And like that was one of those things like I have to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier beforehand because people put spoilers in their tweets before like like there's just those small little small spoilers. But people don't need to do that. Listen, if you're watching a show, like if a show comes out on a Friday or a, a Thursday for that matter, don't tweet spoilers until that following Monday. Give people the weekend to watch something. That has always bugged me. I don't care if it's pictures. Yeah. I don't care if it's like minor spoilers, like what you don't think is a big spoiler. That's the spoiler to someone like me. I forget what I had ruined um, a couple weeks ago. When I, the one time I didn't watch it early in the morning. It was something small, but I was like, oh, I kind of would have enjoyed knowing that. Oh, it was um, Emily Van Camp being in the episode. Mm. I would have been like, oh, you know, I I, I know she was going to be in the series, but that's, I mean, it's a minor spoiler, but I still would have liked to have been guessing still. But, uh, but yeah, it's just stuff like that. No, Invincible's good. I can't wait to hear what you think about episode seven. And then, of course, by the time we talk about it, it'll be the finale will be done and we'll be done with that show. Oh, Chris, that's so exciting. I can't wait. Okay, let's get to what all the people are clamoring about. Falcon and Winter Soldier, Episode 6, the finale. Listen, top to bottom, uh, absolutely my favorite episode the whole season. And I've heard a lot of people's critiques, a lot of people's uh, comments on it. But I think that that was the best episode and very well executed, very well done. A lot of people are saying the storylines were not really wrapped up or wrapped up too quickly. I've heard that COVID also played a role into that as far as there were some more scenes with the Freedom Fighter, the uh, Flag Smashers, than was aired or showed because they were wanting to do more, but they couldn't do more because of COVID. Um but I, I told uh, Jamie and uh, my oldest daughter, I said, this is a top five. If this was a movie, this would be in my MCU top five, which, I mean, you, you have to include it in it now. But it's I, I said it was so well done, like the the speech during the um, when he yeah. was recognized as Captain America and him talking to the senators. I was like, please Put this in front of our senators, not the MCU people. I mean, this is what needs to be heard, what needs to be seen. They wouldn't um, get it. No, the, they, they would take it as a personal attack against them. And anyways, the the scene with the helicopter where he had the two Red Wings and they were te- he was texting the the um, the veteran and everything, and they were counting down. Oh, I thought that was so well done. The, the suit reveal, yeah, I wanted to know what was in the damn case. With I mean, we knew it was a suit, but the way that they, oh, it's straight ripped from the comic books. And, of course, we knew the whole thing. I The theory, I told you the theory was um, Sharon Carter was power broker. I told you. Right. I, had that, I, had, I had something going on there, and she was. And then the U.S. agent reveal at the end, that was the only thing I didn't like that much. Because I felt like that one was the post credit scene. I felt like it it didn't make much more sense to how they left it when him and Bucky were cutting up and joking around right there on that on that street. Um, I'm sure there's gonna be more to it, but with us not seeing Black Widow yet and not knowing Madame Hydra, we're just gonna I'm just assuming it's who she is is Madame Hydra. Like what what's going on there? Um, when they showed the raft, I was swearing up and down. We're about to see uh, Thunderbolt Ross doing something there instead of just a Zemo thing. Um, 
But I mean, it, other than that little bit, it was a phenomenal episode. Like I, yeah. I, I want to watch it again, to be honest with you, because the fight scenes were even good. The where he held the shield and his wings went down and anchored him to the ground. Oh, I was like, Jesus, guys, come on! What else? What can y'all do wrong at this point? But it was great. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. You're up. <laughs> no, I, I was, I was thrilled with the way that the episode played out. Um, yeah, the the U.S. agent thing at the uh, at the end of the episode was sort of. I agree. It was kind of shoehorned in almost. It felt like, and and it was after the way that he did the right thing on the, when, when all that was going down with the mm-hmm. flag smashers, it felt out of place. You know, like I understand that he wants to be a superhero, mm-hmm. you know, but why is he taking this step? I mean, he it's, was just there. It's like John Walker. He's not a bad guy. He's like, I don't want to call him an anti-hero. I guess it's kind of what he is. But he, he skirts that line. And then the whole, like, Bucky and Sam were okay with him and hanging out with him towards the end of the episode. And I'm like, guys, last week he just caved his dude's face in with that shield you're carrying around. Why? Are we just, just not going to talk about this? Or... Which Bucky would get it more than anybody because of his past, but still. I wonder what his shield was supposed to be made of. Because it was flimsy. You know? <laughs> it looked like a trash can. Right. Um, but no, I thought it was it was an interesting episode. The, the way that they had Sharon Carter revealed mm-hmm. as the power broker. Uh her shooting uh, Carly. Carly. I didn't even yep. I did, did not see that coming. I knew she was going to die but I didn't think it would be like that though. Yeah, I mean she had to do it to keep her quiet. Yeah. So, uh, the, everyone's talking about with her her post credit scene and everything too was that the um, she's starting up Armor Wars the, the MCU arc because mm-hmm. they were talking about, like, you know, I now have access to all these weapons and armor and stuff like that. So everyone's like, oh, okay, we're doing uh, Armor Wars now, which is a possibility. Yeah. But, I mean, every it, it's all a possibility at this point with the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea what's happening. Like you said, they could be bringing uh, – when will they bring the Thunderbolts in? Right. Because I think that's just a, a matter of time. Then if you're doing Armor Wars, then – They've also laid the foundation, if they want to, for Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. There, there's so much stuff. Well, I mean, who's who's going to be the big bad of the decade now? Because, you know, we had Thanos was the big bad. Yeah. And so, I mean, they're still – Kevin Feige, though, has got everything planned out for decades. So, I'm yeah. not really 100% concerned. He, he probably knows what the film slate's going to be for 2040. Right. At this uh, point. Listen, we need to talk about something. So that little, uh, the senator meeting and everything was in New York City. Mm-hmm. Being broadcast and all this stuff was going down. Where, where was Spider-Man or Doctor Strange? I mean, they live there and not one of them. When he said, I called in backup, I was like, oh my God, this is somebody we didn't know was going to be in this show. I didn't realize it was getting, his backup was Sharon Carter. But I digress. It, I just didn't understand. Like, hey, guys, this is your district? Are we not going to, you know, help? Or, yeah. They'll explain it. I know they will because, that again, it's Marvel. They know what they're doing. It would have been a good time for, uh, you, you talk about an, like an anti-hero. What a perfect way if they had introduced John Bernthal's Punisher. Oh, 
That's what I'm saying. Like a, even or even role. Daredevil or somebody, yeah. you know, because they're all in New York City. I mean, I know it's a little bit, bit away, but you'd think with how big the radicalization was going on with the Flag Smashers and this vote and everything, you would think they'd have even more people, like even James Rohde there. They didn't yeah. have anybody. So, I mean, I don't know. Man, that was a, a great episode, a great season of TV. The Isaiah yeah, Bradley was... thing at the end. Oh, yeah. that that made me tear up a little bit because it was so beautiful, so emotional, and what closure we had for him. And... Yeah, he got his moment because he can't, he can't come out because they think he's dead. Right. And... So this is his, his legacy now. Oh, it's so well done, man. I just... Kudos to them, and there's going to be some more stuff in the in the movie topic dealing with Falcon and Winter Soldier, but uh, it well deserved, might I add. But, oh man, that was great! What a phenomenal show! All right, guys, let's get right into it. Our notable news: I put this first one in here. Ted Lasso season two officially launches on July 23rd for Apple Plus. During one of their little uh, behind-the-doors press conferences, they announced that when this was going to happen, they dropped a trailer for it. Phenomenal show. If you have Apple+, Plus, please make sure you're watching that because that is the little slice of happiness you need to watch in your life. And then let's get right back into our MCU stuff here. Emilia Clark has been cast in Marvel's Secret Invasion. We're going to Variety.com for this one. If my computer will pull this up. There we go. This is by Matt Donnelly. Emilia Clarke is in final negotiations to join Marvel Studios' Secret Invasion, the Haunt original series, quickly coming together at Disney+. The Game of Thrones headliner's role is naturally under wraps and marks her first foray into the Marvel Universe. She joins previously reported cast Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Kingsley Ben-Adir, and Olivia Colman. Marvel Studios declined to comment on the matter. Reps for Clarke did not immediately comment on the matter. Quote, uh, sorry, Secret Invasion was announced as a development property last year and one of Marvel's many planned titles for Disney+. Jackson is reprising his MCU role of Nick Fury while Mendelssohn will play the scroll Talos as he did in the future, in the feature film Captain Marvel. <sighs> I, I'm all in. Uh, I'm not very yeah. big with the Secret Invasion. Um, like we said, uh, we're talking about earlier, a lot of people are saying that Sharon Carter is a... I've heard some rumors that she's a scroll. I'm just like I don't I don't see how that makes any sense to the storylines, but it's people are how they are. I mean, they've set this up with WandaVision as well, with mm-hmm. putting scrolls in there. So we'll see. I would not be surprised if Monica Rambo uh, she gets announced soon for that show. Yeah, I think it'd make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. At least to put her in and keep uh, that would keep Carol Danvers out of it if they wanted to do it that way. So, yeah. And then number three, Netflix announces new shows. Well, some of its shows are returning this year, uh, including this is going to Collider.com. Ashley Boop, B U B P, Bubby. Anyways, Cobra Kai season four, season two of The Witcher, and You season three confirmed to premiere on Netflix this year. Fans of the popular Netflix series Cobra Kai, The Witcher, and You will be happy to learn that all three shows will be debuting this new season this year. Release dates are scheduled for Q4 2021, meaning October, November, and or December. The news was revealed earlier uh, earlier this week by Netflix's Chief Content Officer Ted Sarandos during the company's Q1 investor video. So the the Cobra Kai one shocked me because from what I understand, they're not even filming that yet. 
and The Witcher with you know we reported last week they are done and it's now in post production. I could see that one, uh, but Cobra Kai is. Is, is curious to me if they'll see if they actually hit that because this new season, season three, they were launched on um, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. So, what do they normally uh, run on Cobra Kai for episodes? Uh, I think it's about eight or nine, no, 13 uh, 30 minute episodes. Okay. But I, I mean, it's possible they, yeah. they could do, like, like you said, another New Year's Eve drop. And I would be 100% in. I mean, I, I, I still think about Cobra Kai every day. But I, mean, I still haven't watched it. Chris, I don't know who you are. As a fan of the 80s and 90s movies, and you haven't watched Cobra Kai, I'm disappointed. Right. Same like same actors and writers and everything. Unbelievable. Look, I'm just getting I mean, caught up on Invincible. There's a reason I watch this every day. I mean, I think about it every day. It's It's my phone wallpaper. I mean, come on. Yeah, you need to watch it. I'm telling you, it's so good. And we've got to watch that. I've got to watch the boys. I've got to yeah. watch. I've, I'm going to make you a list. I'm going to make you a list, just like uh, they did for Sam and Bucky. I'm going to make you a list. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll make you a list, and we each have to watch what the other one puts on the list. Oh, you know, it's the half. The half two is what concerns me there. <laughs> Number four: How I Met Your Mother sequel starring Hilary Duff is now in the works at Hulu. Again, we're going to Variety.com for this one by Joe Otterson. A How I Met Your Mother sequel series titled How I Met Your Father has been ordered at Hulu with Hilary Duff attached to Star. In the near future, Sophie, who is Hilary Duff, is telling her son the story of how she met his father, a story that catapults us back to the year 2021, where Sophie and her close-knit group of friends are in the midst of figuring out who they are, what they want out of life, and how to fall in love with the age of dating apps and limitless options. According to an individual with knowledge of the project, it remains unclear how and if the new show will tie into the original. Uh, the new series hails from This Is Us co-showrunners and Love Victor co-creators Isaac Aptiker and Elizabeth Berger, who serve as writers and executive producers on the new series. How I Met Your Mother creators Carter Bays and Craig Tom Thomas are also on board as executive producers. Why don't they just make her Ted's daughter? It makes too much sense, Chris. I'm just uh, listen. I mean, just throwing all this stuff out there. It makes way too much sense. I'm, you know, <laughs> but I'm good. I'm glad that Hillary Duff is starting to make her way back into it. She's a great actress, and I feel like this is going to be. A, I've never watched how. Well, I've seen a couple episodes of How I Met Your Mother. I never got like uh, into it, into it. But I guess I could now with it being on Hulu. Kobe Smolders. That was. Mm-hmm. I think she was on there right before. She got cast in the MCU. Right? Yeah. And that's another thing. Where has she been all this time? We'll find out. Hopefully, man. She had, I haven't seen her since, what, S.H.I.E.L.D.? Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. with uh, Mockingbird, I think was the last time we saw her. I think so. Haven't they confirmed her for What If? I know it's just voice Oh, work. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at least she's still in it then. Good. Yeah. And then speaking of MCU, I love how it all kind of ties back to it. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Punisher to the MCU? Question mark. We're going to MovieWeb.com, and this is by Jet, uh, John Fugge. With the rights to the likes of Daredevil, the Punisher, and Jessica Jones, as well as the other figures of the MCU Netflix shows, having now reverted to Marvel Studios, fans have been waiting patiently to find out whether we will see them again. Well, a new rumor claims that we will indeed see some of them join the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but there is a catch. Uh, let's see. 
while with the while the likes of Charlie Cox's Man Without Fear and John Bernthal's Frank Castle will return with the respective actors reprising their roles, they will not be playing the same versions of the characters as seen on Netflix and will instead be playing rebooted versions newly introduced to the MCU. According to sources, uh, in quotes, I mean in parentheses, some more reliable than others, Marvel Studios has are looking to bring back Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock in Daredevil and John Bernthal as the Punisher, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, and Vincent D'Onofrio, I always mess his name up, as Wilson Fisk and Kingpin. Fellow Netflix characters Luke Cage and Iron Fist, however, will be reportedly be recast. Uh, you know, it goes on to say that each character's will return or reportedly spread, aco- spread across phases four and five of the MCU, sources have claimed, with Charlie Cox the first to make his train for return in the upcoming Marvel sequel, Spider-Man No Way Home. Rumors persist that Cox will return as either Matt Murdock, Daredevil, or both in the Spider-Man follow-up, with reports even claiming that he filmed for a short while on the project. But we have already, Brandon Davis has already confirmed that, from comic book, that he was on set. So, right. but... Was he in his traditional red suit, or was he just as a lawyer? Right. I would love just that little bit of a tease that or he's a lawyer. Do they take it back? Because they said they're rebooting the character. Do they have him in the yellow suit with the red highlights? Oh, like he started yeah, it? that would be trippy. Yeah, I don't know if they, oh, see, there's so many possibilities with that. I mean, and we'll get our answer in December of this year of what uh-huh. um, this is going to be like and what the reboot, if it is going to be a reboot or if it's going to be a continuation. But I need more uh, Wilson Fisk. Vincent as Wilson Fisk. He, he's said he loves playing him. Yeah. And a lot of people have even gone to this point that he is as good as Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. And that, that would be kind of recasting. I agree. I mean, he's a phenomenal yeah. Wilson Fisk. Yeah, um, absolutely. But... That's it. That's it for movies and TV shows as far as... oh, No, I just wanted to comment, too. I mean, we kind of touched on it in the pre-show. I'm all for recasting Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. I really wish they could keep Mike Coulter as Luke Cage, though. Yeah, I liked him as Luke Cage. I mean, mean, both shows got two seasons, and they got the Defenders uh, series as well. I just I really wanted to see them being the Mercs for Hire, or uh, I think that was what their duo was, and Heroes for Hire is what it was. I really wish we would have saw that with both of those characters, but we never did. No. So, uh, and TV releases this week, I have absolutely nothing slated at all. Uh, we've got the Invincible uh, finale, but other than that, that's that's all I have for anything TV pertinent at all. Uh, I know. It's that time Loki, of the year, though. Loki's in, uh, what, June, May? June, so we've got May. two months. Uh, yeah, and with Black Widow now not releasing next week. Um, we have a or two weeks. Yeah, two weeks, rather. Yeah, and we weren't supposed to, and that bugs me. So. Yeah, that sucks. Well, on to movies. <laughs> So, have you watched anything other than our movie of the week? Uh, no, Shadow and Bones is what took up all of my, uh, what would have taken up all of my movie stuff. And speaking of, I need to put that in letterboxed. Yeah, I, uh, I got caught up on Invincible, so that kind of took my time. It took more than it normally would have, because instead of starting with episode three, 
which is where I had left off, I was like, screw it. And I went back and watched it. <laughs> you watched from the since. beginning. Yeah. I'm telling so, you, man. So, you, so you've watched the Mahershala Ali part too then. He was in, he was in episode six. He was the dad. He was the, oh. Of yeah. the little, little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm telling you, star-studded cast. Yeah. So, Mortal Kombat. Now, I'm going to get your thoughts here in a second, but I want to preface this with saying that I played the game. Okay. I was never hardcore about it, though. So, there were people that I knew from the time it came out to today that are hardcore. They can rattle off all the character names. They mm-hmm. can rattle off, you know, details about them and everything. I, I'm like, look, I know, like, the characters <laughs> I used a lot. Right. Um, but outside of that, I was not as invested in the mythos of Mortal Kombat. So mm-hmm. this was, I was coming at it probably from a different spot than you were. So I have, I played everything up to now, including the Injustice games. Um, and this movie was such a fan service to the, to the players and the gamers of this uh, series. And because I mean, the last one was what, 96, 97 was the last Mortal Kombat? Or mm-hmm. somewhere around in there. It was not good. That movie was, was, was not good at all. And it was one of those ones that you can't make a video game movie because it's got that video game curse or whatever they call it. But this one, I enjoyed it. And especially more than last week's uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I went into it with no expectations. I've heard and read on Twitter that uh, the fight scenes are phenomenal. Um, but like they said, like the first half of the movie was not that good. The last half was better. I thought the whole thing overall was good. Uh, not great, but good. Um, again, I did a lot for the fan service stuff, and some of that was what made me cringe a little bit. Like when they did... So when you kill people by fatalities and stuff in the video games, the narrator says, you know, uh, Liu Kang fatality wins or something like that. And they put that in the show, and I was like, Okay, I mean, it didn't really make much sense. And then the, I don't want to spoil this for the people who haven't seen it yet, but the the ending fight between the, I guess the triple fight, what do you want to call it, within the, well, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, and uh-huh. then uh, the new character Cole. It, I was expecting, the, what, the way the trailers were cut and everything, I was expecting that they were the main fighters throughout the whole movie. What I didn't like about it was... And this is just a little nitpicky thing. There was no tournament. They yeah, talked that's... about the tournament and they went around it and fought each other without the tournament. Um, yeah. I like how they did it, though. I feel like I want, I do want more of this. And I'm hoping enough people watch it either in theaters or at home for us to get more movies. We've got a story coming up in the, in the movie section now um, from one of the actors. But, I mean, I, I enjoyed it with only... The, the very beginning scene back in the past with um, who is now, you know, with Bihan and Hanzo Hasashi, that was some some 
fun fights. And I said, oh, if this is how this movie is going to be, I'm all in. Because that was uh, with the rope dart and everything. Oh, they did such yeah. a great job with it. Uh, but I agree with what people said on Twitter. The, the fight scenes were phenomenal. But this movie had some high highs and some low lows for me. And like with the, some of the cringy stuff, I understand the fan service, but I love seeing uh, Brooks as Jax from Supergirl. Love seeing him. I'm glad he was in it. And we talked about it a little mm-hmm. bit last week. I wish he was in it a little bit more than what he was. Um, we saw some familiar faces, some familiar villains. I liked how they set everything up for potentially more. And they did that little teaser at the end of, um, of was it Luke Cage being in the next one? But Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage, Luke Cage was MCU. I'm sorry, but I mean, it was good. I, I, I do want some more, um, for, for a grade for me though, C plus, I mean, right, right down the middle. And like, uh, I was talking to my brother about it cause he watched it when it dropped. He said the, he goes, I'm all for, you know, cussing and stuff in the movies. But he said Kano was a little over the top. He says, I felt like they were throwing the F-bombs in there just to throw them in there. And like he said, even when they didn't even make any sense. And so I watched it, and I kind of sort of agree with him. But mm-hmm. I, it, it fit the character. And yeah. it God, just what a good, gory, just kill-fest movie. So I, I think that, you know, they they had that character the way that they did to set him apart from the rest of the, of the team. Yeah. And, uh, and especially the fact that so many of them, you know, were able to sort of stay within themselves. Mm -hmm. Plus it, it showed how quick he was to anger, you know? Yeah. And it, I I thought it kind of made sense for the character. I heard, before I ever watched it, one of your main complaints uh, going all across social media, which was, there's no tournament. There's no tournament. Yeah. What's going on? But I think that they're banking on a sequel because mm-hmm. I think the tournament will be in the sequel. I'm um, so ready for it. Like, I, I, I do want a sequel. They've, they set it up perfectly. It's like, all right, you all survived. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we continue on this this path now and now you all have to find the fighters that are going to flesh this out and uh, mcu of mortal Kombat. oh get together that'd be great <laughs> yeah they they go up to vancouver and find wolverine and right. it's like game over yeah you know you don't even have this you don't even have the dragon mark you're good <laughs> um but i loved the setup for it Mm-hmm. I love the fact that, you know, you see the beginning. I mean, it wasn't the beginning, but for this story, it was the beginning. And, and with um, Sub-Zero mm-hmm. and Scorpion and, and the loss of his family, and it, it set Sub-Zero up as the, as really, even though he wasn't the one in charge, he was the main villain. Right. And... um I thought it worked pretty well. Uh, the special effects were good. Oh, the, the special scenes, effects were so much fun. Fight scenes were were very well done. I came in at a C. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if I would have graded it slightly lower if we weren't coming off of 
Thunder, <laughs> Thunder Force. <laughs> where it was like the fight scenes in that not so great. Right. And uh, this was just on another level. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, it, it was certainly a fun film to watch, but uh, there's more that I wish they'd done for it. The kills were good. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, it's what you would expect from a Mortal Kombat film. Um, where, uh, oh, what was her name? Where she got sliced in half. That oh. was a very good one. <laughs> oh, uh. I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, Natara. Uh, yeah. You know, the wings just got straight, yeah. just, just right head to middle. toe. <laughs> and he, and he gave his own, um, what, what was he called it? Uh, flawless. Finisher. Yeah. <laughs> flawless victory. I was yeah. like, all right, buddy. <laughs> but, it was just uh, the small stuff like that. I mean, it was it was fun, and I really enjoyed that Cole Young, like they made their own new uh -huh. character, and you know he's going to be in the games going forward now. But and uh, his his Arcana, I thought was was. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought his Arcana was dumb. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was so stupid. But everyone else's was fun. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to spoil what his was for those that have hadn't watched it yet. But I say watch it, give them more money for a sequel, and and bring it on. Yeah, I mean, I know Absolutely. all the actors are wanting it. Uh, I was looking at Ludi Lin who plays well, Luke Cage. Yeah, it's paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> he was showing like behind the scenes fights and stuff like that, and he he enjoyed it. So, yeah, good film. Yeah, I agree. Um, next week, for those that were that were looking for a poll on the Twitter account, one did not come up. We mm -hmm. kind of decided we did Back to the Future, we did Back to the Future Two, and and the third one's just kind of hanging out yeah. there. So let's go ahead and knock it out. And uh, you can't you can't just not finish the series, you know? Right? You can't just leave it, me hanging on the worst one from what I've heard. It, it'd, be, it'd be like. Uh, I feel like doing reviews of Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and not doing Iron Man 3. Right. I just can't because even though I would not want to think about Iron Man 3, but that movie didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Notable news for the films. Uh, we're right back to the MCU here. Mm -hmm. A Shang-Chi trailer dropped <sighs> for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I am all in on this. Um, I love Simu Lu and what he brings to the table and how much he enjoys playing this character and promoting it because they dropped this trailer. They were saying yeah, it's going to be a couple of weeks. They gave a, a teaser image. It was, you know, him with the outfit on and then the, the title card. Well, uh, an hour after that, they said, oh, by the way, it's your birthday. We're just going to give you a trailer for your a teaser trailer for your birthday, which, again, why teaser trailers? They're calling it a teaser trailer, but it's two and a half minutes long. That's a trailer. Anyways, yeah. um, and it was not scripted. He didn't know anything about it. I guess he knew about the poster because he put the poster up and said uh, trailer coming in a couple of weeks. And then Marvel went on the official Marvel account and said, oh, it's actually your birthday. Happy, you know, they said, happy birthday, and here's the teaser trailer. And he retweeted it with a bunch of uh, just characters typed in, just with like, all caps. So he didn't even know about it. 
and I mean, I, I'm I'm all in. This will be our first movie, um, really our first new character movie since Endgame. Um, of course, with Captain Marvel being our last one that we had. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what this looks like. You know, we've got the Eternals later. Uh, I think they pushed it back to the beginning of next year, but which will be our next one. So I, I don't, I'm curious to see how it is and how well it does. I mean, I, MCU, anything, I'm all in. So yeah, I, I dug it. It was, it was really good. Yeah, I, I think um, I had made the comment to you, like, as much as as much as I want the movie to do well, I'm also worried because I think that it might be with its content and with the story that it could tell, it might be best suited for a Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, really hoping that they can they can knock this out of the out of the park because it's uh, the trailer looks phenomenal. Yeah. And, so. and with his dad, I, we're assuming his dad is the actual Mandarin, and mm. it's not um, Ben Kingsley from <laughs> Iron Man uh, 3, speaking of. Right. Uh, and I'm starting to think, though, that the – like, I don't even know what Shang-Chi's powers are, like, if he has quote-unquote powers. Like, I, I don't I don't know what those are. Um, but the Ten Rings, I don't think they're actual rings on the hand, because if you look at the trailer – the the bad guy has like bands on his arms little bracelets mm-hmm. and i think those are what they're going to put into the 10 rings which you know if you follow chris killian from comic book on twitter he was saying that you know i've been wanting a villain he says but i'm starting to work around a little bit to the the arm rings as being them so we'll see what happens and see if that's really what it is but i really love the mandarin as one of uh, iron man's he's one of my favorite iron man uh, uh villain so i'm curious to see if they even touch on Ben Kingsley and Iron Man three, so I mean I feel like they have to probably at this point. not. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Or if they just made like someone said, oh you know that's eight nine years ago now. We're just everyone forget about that movie. <laughs> Could be. Um, let's see. Come on, phone cooperate. Our next bit of news here involves another comic universe, uh, the Flash movie. It's officially in production. Um, and they revealed the new logo. I like the logo. Yes. And it, we've got an official title. It is just The Flash. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Collider. A uh, piece by Marcos Melendez. So check it out, especially if you want to. I'm sure that logo, though, now is all across Twitter mm-hmm. and everything else. But... Um, He points out that after years of uncertainty, The Flash is finally headed to production under the guise of horror director. Oh, Taylor loves to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tyler. Did I call you Taylor? I heard Tyler. I don't know. know. (laughs) Guise of horror director Andy Muschietti, who announced the first day of filming with a flashy title treatment via his Instagram account. Uh, the Ezra Miller-led project will see the Scarlet Speedster helm his own film in a reality-bending story inspired by the Flashpoint comics arc. Um, I'm ready. It, I, I, it, I like the logo. Yeah, the, the logo does look good. It also points out, though, that the um, announcement video features the inclusion of Barry Allen's brand-new supersuit. 
Mm -hmm. One that replicates his clean, smooth look from the comics. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm glad that they're finally, you know, getting underway with this. Um, I thought it was going to be the DC version of Halo there for a while, <laughs> where they just kept, just kept pushing, pushing it, it back. back. <laughs> but it looks like they are actually going through with it, and uh, we'll see. Uh, it's it's either going to fall in the realm of the first Wonder Woman and Aquaman, or it's going to fall in the realm of the second Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah. uh, I, I want to do. I like Ezra Miller. Um, and also in the Invincibles, by the way. I, yes. I, I, mm -hmm. he was... And I'm I'm really glad to see Michael Keaton back as well as Batman. I just I really hope they could pull this off. They really need a, another win after Shazam and Wonder Woman two. I think it. I think it would help them though if uh, they embrace the Snyderverse, mm -hmm. but they just won't do it. No. I, for, I, I, they just aren't interested in it, I guess. Just makes too much sense, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Next up, I really don't know what to say about this one, <laughs> but it's 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 a headline, so we'll go with it. From Deadline, and Anthony D'Alessandro. Yeah, Alessandro. Yeah. There we go. I got it right the second time. Uh Rock'em Sock'em Robots live action movie in the works with Vin Diesel, Universal, and Mattel Film. Mattel has their own film division now. Yeah. Oh, good, good for them. Ne <laughs> ne next, we'll get a Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel, what are you doing? It's, it's like someone puts a contract in front of him and he signs it. Right. I'm so. This makes so much sense, though. <laughs> They're teaming up. Mattel, Universal, and Vin Diesel are teaming up for a live-action feature take on the classic tabletop boxing robots game. Diesel will star in the movie and produce with his One Race Films label and partner Samantha Vincent. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots was launched in 1966, inspired by an arcade boxing game that pitted Red Rocker against Blue Bomber in a match to knock the rival's block off. Uh, Ryan Engel's writing or has written the screenplay. He also wrote Rampage and The Commuter. Mm -hmm. And Kevin McKeon will lead the project for Mattel Films. Um, the screenplay follows a father and son who form an unlikely bond with an advanced war machine. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, I mean, Vin Diesel is just fun to watch. And the, I'm pretty sure we already had one of these movies, though, with uh, Hugh Jackman. What is that movie called? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we've had this, but this seems like it's probably going to be more on a, uh, a bigger budget and a, bitter, a bigger film closer to Godzilla. So, I, I don't know if you read the article or went all the way to the I didn't go all the way to the bottom, no. Rock'em Sock'em Robots is the second featured project between Mattel Films and Universal Pictures in the wake of developing a Wishbone movie based on the TV series. Of course. Other Mattel movies in the works include American Girl, Barbie, Barney, Hot Wheels, Magic 8-Ball, Major Matt Mason, this one, this one makes sense, Masters of the Universe. Yeah, that's an easy one. 
Thomas and Friends, Uno, and Viewmaster. So are they just making every they movie took for all the off their properties? All their popular toys that were popular for even a moment. We're going to make a movie about it. We're going to have a movie about Uno cards. I can't wait for the Uno movie. I can't wait. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully it's one and done. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. I, yeah, can't, believe I can't believe they're making an Uno movie. They're making uh, an Uno movie. It's already in the works. Uh, all right, next up, back to back to sanity. Uh, see, Vin Diesel should have held out for the Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah, that would, he would have been great in that. He could have, yeah. Uh, from Screen Rant and Adam Bentz, the Suicide Squad is completely done including visual effects, confirms James Gunn. Uh, he announced on Twitter the Suicide Squad is completely finished ahead of its release this summer. So this movie should not be delayed. Do you right. think we will see it come out sooner? If I were them, if I were them, I would put it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And in theaters, that's that's what they're about. I mean, that's what their uh, their contract is with. And um, and I'm, I'm doing it in Black Widow's old spot. I'm oh, dropping like, hey, hey, Marvel, you were supposed to do this. I know it's short, but if it's done and it's just sitting there, right? Well, you know, they have to do all the uh, marketing and everything for it, get more eyes on it. It's not. You think? <laughs> I mean, it, it's a popular comic property. That's why yeah. I'm saying, like, do you do you really need to hype it that much? And we've been talking about it for for years they, now. It, I feel like it probably probably have to be at the end of May. Yeah, but they could do a blitz. I'm telling you, they just they take that spot, like you're saying, and take that the summer blockbuster money. Especially since everything's opening back up now. They should try. And get out ahead of Black Widow for sure. Yeah, you know, beat Marvel back to the movies. Right, that's exactly what they need to do. But, um, yeah. Uh, now, Gun. It says Gun does say all that's left to do is marketing, toys, and publicity. That'll be the holdup. It's not so much the marketing and the publicity, but the toys. The toys. Want. Yeah. The toys will. Yeah. And they want them get that money. on. They want them on the pegs opening weekend and and all that. So. <laughs> Even though most people buy online, so it really yeah. doesn't matter. All right, so next up. This is one that's going to probably frustrate some people. I know it, we talked about it a touch before the show. Mm -hmm. um, this comes from The Verge and was written by Jay Peters. Disney inks a huge Sony deal to bring Spider-Man and other films to Disney Plus and Hulu. But wait, Chris, uh, didn't we just talk about that uh, that they were going to Netflix? Uh-huh. Don't we just say they were going to deal there? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, that's the thing. So they've signed this multi-year content licensing agreement that will bring new Sony theatrical releases starting with its 2022 films to Disney-owned platforms. 
deal also gives Disney the rights to many of Sony's older films, including Spider-Man titles, meaning movies starring the Web Slinger, which are notably absent from Disney Plus's collection of Marvel films, could eventually make their way to the streaming service. Um, now, what you were talking about, Sony's theatrical releases from 2022 through 2026 are included in the deal, and Disney will get access to them following their pay one TV window. Starting in 2022, that window, which follows the film's theatrical and home video runs, will be owned by Netflix, thanks to a deal announced earlier this month. So that means new Sony films will hit theaters first, then paid rentals and purchases, then Netflix, and then finally head over to Disney platforms after that. Why even bring this up now? (laughs) I don't know. It makes no sense. So they're going to have to go through all those stages before you see them on Disney+. Plus. Let me say, what's, I, don't, I don't get the point. The that theatrical is... run has to be over. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to go, which paid rentals, and that's basically just on demand. Right. Because video stores, unfortunately, are see, dead now. See if they get more money out of them. Yeah. Then Netflix is going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> What's, okay, the, what's the even point of having it on Disney Plus? I'd, good for yeah, somebody, I, mean, I guess. But I guess once that time is done, it's I'm assuming going to be on Disney Plus. Yeah, forever. From that, from that point forward, be on so its home. It, it'll make binging easier. Uh, can Disney just go ahead and buy Sony? May as well. They own everything else. I feel like they need to own them, and we get all of our properties back. But that's just me. I'm kind of I'm I'm with you. Why even bother announcing this right now? Wait till closer to time for people to see it. Mm-hmm. But that makes no sense. All right. So to touch on something from our movie of the week, this come from comes from Movie Web by Jeremy Dick. Sub Zero actor Joe Taslam is signed on for four. Mortal Kombat sequels. Mm-hmm. So, when you watch the movie, if you haven't watched it yet, it's going to take a little bit of... Well, it might spoil something for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, it just points out that hopefully fans will like him as Sub-Zero as the actress revealed he signed on to potentially play the role in another four movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, no sequels have been officially greenlit at Warner Brothers for the anticipated video game adaptation, but it seems likely to change if the movie performs as well as it's expected to when it finally premieres, which it's now done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see if the numbers or what the numbers are going to be. We should at least get a um, uh, one sequel out of it. Yeah, I would think so. Now, one thing that's cool about this is it, it mentions here the 39-year-old actor also remembers playing the original video game mm-hmm. for the first time when he was 12 years old. Um, so he's been a fan of the franchise, and now he gets to be Sub-Zero. One of the most iconic characters. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I I I I like that they have signed on, or he at least has signed on for four more movies. 
uh, for yeah. five in total. And it lets me know, because he, he says it's contract. He's already signed on for it. They just need the, the fans to actually watch the movie and then get greenlit again. Which, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I'm curious to see, you know, this time next week, if it beats Godzilla's numbers as far as movies and HBO watches or plays. I don't see it, but... <laughs> I mean, it could. Yeah. It's such an iconic video game franchise that I, it could do it. Let me see if it's already out as we do our next story here. You know, while you're looking for that, I'll move on to uh, an article from People.com. This is written by Ali Russian. We'll go with that. Russell Crowe seems to confirm he's playing Zeus in upcoming Thor, Love, and Thunder. Russell Crowe said he's starring in Thor 4 after fans speculated about his involvement following outings with star Chris Hemsworth in Australia. Yeah, if you want it to be kept under wraps, you don't go out on the town party and with the star of the movie. That's just not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially not in the MCU. He appeared on an Australian radio show this week where he apparently revealed his role in the anticipated Marvel movie. Now, I'm going to get on my bicycle. I'm going to ride up to Disney Fox Studios, and round about 9.15, I shall be Zeus in Thor 4, Crow 57, said at the end of the, end of the interview. It's my last day of Zeusing about. Hmm. Oh, that's, I hope he got that clear through Marvel, or it'll be his last day ever of yeah. Zeusing about. Or he could be doing it. I mean, I don't think Russell Crowe's dumb by any means. He could be one of the things of trying to divert people away. And he could be like a real big character and not, you know, for Zeus is a big character, but I mean, he's not, you're not going to see him in many more movies. So, and then Mortal Kombat, uh, going to Collider here. This was posted five hours ago. As of this writing, the film has grossed $50.1 million, uh, uh, worldwide looks to stay at the top spot both domestically and internationally until May comes around. Uh, I don't, uh, f- let me see how much did Godzilla make. Because I mean, this is both universal. Godzilla versus Kong make. Uh, and Godzilla versus Kong topped at 60 million at the domestic box office. So I don't know. We'll see. They, they should yeah. do more. They should. All right. One more movie story here, or movie news bit. Um, This is going to come from Deadline. And it concerns characters that we've all come to know really well. So excited. Uh, Anthony D'Alessandro and Justin Kroll contributed to this story. Captain America 4 in development with Falcon and Winter Soldier EP Malcolm Spellman writing. I am so excited. Oh, like, I am so excited. And I wonder if, obviously, this was planned. Yeah, they knew this. They were just waiting for the the announcement. And I wonder if this is what someone meant when they kind of teased, oh, Chris Evans is coming back, Mm -hmm. not realizing. Mm -hmm. Um, Series showrunner Malcolm Spellman, in the wake of, of... the finale is already busy with Dalan Musan on a fourth Captain America. Deadline can report. While not confirmed, sources say the project Spellman's writing could be one focused on Anthony Mackie's Sam Wilson character, while the possible Chris Evans Captain America project would be separate. 
deadline first told you Evans is in talks to reprise Steve Rogers. And I think he could show up. Because, I think, and I think he will. Because they mentioned in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they said, you know, Steve's gone. Mm-hmm. But that caused people to speculate either he died or he's in another timeline mm-hmm. living with Peggy. Oh, he's on the moon. We've already. He's on the moon? I, did, I loved it. Okay. I'll, I'm all for it. I loved, I loved even in the movie when he flew past. He goes, I thought Captain America was on the moon. I love the continuity because I mean, they brought that up in the first episode. Well, and it's, uh, hey, he could be hanging out in Asgard. We don't know. That's true. I mean, he could be living his best life now. <laughs> he did age, though, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, this next bit in the article just, just touches on um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. No director or casting attachments as of yet. Marvel, of course, was not available for comment. Now, I do wonder, uh, oh, just as an aside, the three Chris Evans Captain America movies outside of Avengers have grossed a combined $2.2 billion at the global box office. God. <laughs> uh, just no big deal. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Uh, take that, Godzilla. Right. Uh, but no, we. Uh, I wonder if what we're going to see is part of the plot of Captain America 4 is some sort of either showdown or team up between Captain America and U.S. Agent. Mm. Then they'll bring it around. So, I mean, this is just now in talks. Like, they haven't done yeah. anything for this movie. And it could be tied to potentially the Thunderbolts. Oh, oh that would be fun, too. Oh. Again, let's get our theory hats back on. It's – let me excited. They – they knew again. This is what we talked about at the top of the show. Marvel has got decades planned in advance, mm-hmm. especially with Kevin Feige. And like during the investment call last year, there was no mention of a new Captain America right. film. I mean, and now that we have our new Captain America, it's they. I mean, they did all this on purpose. This was all meant yep. to be. Uh, and I hate, I hate to keep beating a dead horse here. But this is what this is where the light shines the brightest on mm-hmm. the differences between Marvel and DC. Yep. DC has a film scheduled, and they're having to recast a character's father because they didn't work out the timing. Uh, the different directors, the different writers. I mean, right? There's no uh, common vision. No. Uh, at all. Uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about something, Chris. Let's talk about some video games um okay we can do that i want to start out saying that i've been playing outriders uh game of the year so far i know we're only in april Uh, it's and it the voice acting is not the best uh the story was not the best until act three of the story and man was it good but i got beat it actually last saturday so last night and or yesterday evening and man it's so good i just i want more and we're gonna get more but um the do it is this something i should play once i get my s and get it hooked up i mean it's on game pass i say any game that's on game pass you should play it's and we could play it together and that's what brings me to my next point is the matchmaking right now is not good uh, I've been hearing people talking about it and saying like, oh, it's kind of pretty unplayable. 
And so I tried just doing joining into random matchmaking. First one didn't connect. I said nothing found. Second one connected, um, but crashed not even five minutes in. And it was so laggy, you couldn't do anything. And I've got crossplay turned off. So this was console to Xbox to Xbox. And third time I tried it last yesterday, uh, couldn't connect, couldn't do anything. I go start up and say uh, matchmaking failed. And then this morning, it was the same thing. I tried it again, and matchmaking failed, matchmaking failed, matchmaking failed. I'm just like, okay, this is... I know they're working on it, and they've been very vocal that they're working on it. So I'm, I'm ready for them to, because I want to 100% it, and I am like four achievements away from doing that. And it should be a lot easier if I just play with people. So. Mm-hmm. But man, it's like, oh, I give, it, I give this game a B plus. It's fun. I, I enjoy it. I need to check it out then, once I get hooked up and then here's something else chris and i know the one to talk about it so mlb the show 21 came to game pass this week as it released i played it some this morning did you i did a tutorial i've got my settings how i want them um so i'd maybe play through four or five innings of the pirates and the dodgers and then uh, I went, yeah, I was like, okay, let's, I quit it. I said, I know what I'm doing. I've got this going. Let me play something different. I went to go play Diamond Dynasty. It would not connect. Yeah. I said, why? And is it is it not out yet? Or It is. Yeah. Okay, okay so, so it's, just the, it's just the game screwing up then. That's been, I, and I don't know if it's because of, this is the first year it's on, two different consoles because mm-hmm. uh, it's been exclusively a PlayStation title before and, and this. Let me tell you, it's really weird booting the game up and it's saying uh, Sony Inter- Interactive Entertainment presents. And I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> because, the, you know, the thing about it is I don't think that they were fully ready. So they've been having server issues. Okay. Which you need to get into to get into Diamond Dynasty. Yeah. And and that's been one of my complaints. So in, in Madden, when you have a server issue, it immediately boots you from the game. As soon as you lose connection to the mm-hmm. server, you're out. The frustrating thing about, about MLB The Show is that if that thing disconnects in the second inning of a game you're in, you're going to finish the game. Oh, and you don't and, get anything afterwards. And then you get to the end and see zero XP, and oh, it's like, what? Oh, no. And, and then it pops up. So so that sucks. But um, they are working on it. They mm-hmm. Believe me, they're fully aware of it. Yeah. They, they had this great thing planned for opening weekend where it was going to be double XP weekend, and people are like, yeah, you need to do this again. Yeah, because it's, it's unplayable. Because I, I try playing, and the two times I tried doing it, it said um, a Diamond Dynasty is not available. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's not out yet, but if it's server now, issues, then... De- depending, on the, depending on the time of morning, too, they could have had it down for maintenance. Oh. Um, so that could have okay. been it, too. Because yeah. normally what I'll get is an unhandled server exception occurred. And then I'll try logging back in once or twice, and if that doesn't work, I'll just restart the game, and then I can get back in. Okay. Um, it's then... normally just just glitchy, but you can eventually just pop back in. If it was saying it wasn't available, then they probably had it pulled off to do maintenance to it. 
But I, listen, uh, this is the first uh, MLB game I've played since maybe PS. No, no, no. Since we we talked about the PS uh, Vita and on PS3 was the last time I played it. I forget which one it was. Uh, but man, this graphics thing, are better. Aren't God, they? it's beautiful, and the sounds are great too. Yeah, and like it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. I can't wait to um like because it has the the stadium feel like you're sitting at the stadium because like you can hear mm-hmm. the announcer like in the distance but not you know right on top of you and everything. Oh, I'm I'm excited to play more of it now that I've beaten Outriders. I can start playing a little bit more. There's a game coming up this week though that I've already pre-ordered and wait for it to get here. Um, but which is gonna take my time away then. So once I went, I'm waiting for Outrider servers to get better. So I'm gonna play this, and I I like the Ultimate Teams on Madden because just uh-huh. just making your own team and right. um, to and you know getting it's got that um it's I mean it's microtransaction it's, it's all it is, but it, it's getting that pack, getting your new players on your team, making your team the the best that you could possibly make it. And I'm going to let you know right now, once these servers issues get done, me and you, buddy, mano y mano, it's going down. And All right. And we're going to stream it, it, record it, we're going to do whatever, but it's going to be You're, fun. Uh, one thing I do love about this year's game, and, and it's, uh, I think I mentioned before, you can create a stadium. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't done mine yet, but um, I'm going to try and get one that looks, make one that looks similar to the old Greer Stadium here. Oh, in Yes. But you also can, instead of making your own uniforms, you can equip actual uniforms. And they have them for AA, AAA, and all the major league teams. No plus kidding. batting practice alternates and uh, some throwback uniforms. So you being a Pirates fan, you're going to have access to their, I think, one or two of their old uniforms. Yeah. And throwback, and then you're gonna have uh, some of the minor league unis. That's oh, see, that's fun. That makes me really excited. And we really listen. Nashville really needs a team. I know this isn't really video gaming, but uh, since we're on the subject, we really need a a team. I mean, they're talking now. Though, I mean, Justin Timberlake is one of the big um, investors in it. Is is getting a stadium right beside beside Nissan Stadium. And dude, I'm all in. Like, I would, I would love that. I would honestly buy season tickets for that. Yeah. Because that's that would. I don't care where they are. It would just, just to have those tickets and to be able to go to every game we wanted to. I mean, I would still. The Pirates would still be my team, but the national team would would ultimately shift to my number one, and right. start following them and keeping the Pirates on following them as well. But oh, anyways, uh, so that's what I've been playing. Just Outriders and MLB the show. And I will be playing uh, Pokemon Snap by the time we get to our next one, the 1964 sequel. But uh, have you been playing anything? Anything fun? Anything new? Uh, no, dip back into um, Assassin's Creed briefly, and then uh, I did play some of Astro's Playroom because <gasps> you recommended that. What do you think? Uh, it was it was fun. Um, I got. To a, I was having to play it because um, I was waiting on an update to download. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what am I going to... I was like, oh, Astro's Playroom. Okay, I'll give that a shot. Yeah. So I, I went through it a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, it's <laughs> definitely fun. That's something else 
actually, just to jump back to MLB The Show real quick, I don't know if you picked it up. Well, you've played it on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. So, on the PS5... Shut up. Don't, the... don't you tell me that the, the half-pick triggers. No! So, for, like, for batting? With, 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 well, like, so with the haptic, they have all different settings that you can use, right? Right. But just with the new controllers, because this didn't happen on the 4, you'll feel just the slightest sort of vibration when your runners hit the bases. No way. Be, yeah. Oh. yeah. See, that's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. So and Astro's Playroom is what made me think of it, because like you said, that's, it's you a, it's a technical controller. Demo. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Oh, that's crazy, man. That, that makes me want to try it on that. And I, I love that's cross. I just wait for the, the servers to get going. Yeah. But speaking of servers, Chris, we've only got two news articles here on the gamings, on the gaming section here, and both pertain to Xbox, and both uh, you know have a little bit of input on. Number one, Xbox Cloud Gaming is now in limited beta for iOS users. Of course, it's been out and released for Android um, and things like that. Now we're finally getting into iOS. We're going straight to news.xbox.com, and this is by Catherine Glexon, Vice President and Head of the project, Product and Project xCloud. Our mission at Xbox is to empower you to play the games you want with the people you want anywhere you want. Simply put, we believe games have the power to connect humanity, and it's our mission to make gaming more accessible to people around the world. First off, that is a damn good way to start this out. This, yeah. I, I love Xbox's um, motto and mantra this past couple of years. Anyways, as we shared at the end of last year, we're bringing Xbox to more players on more devices via the cloud this year. This is an all bold. Starting tomorrow, we'll begin sending out invites to select Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members to start testing the Xbox Cloud Gaming Limited Beta for Windows 10 PCs and Apple phones and tablets via web browsers. We're launching xbox.com slash play where invitees can play over 100 plus Xbox Game Pass titles through Edge, Google Chrome, or Safari. Offering cloud gaming through the browser and having a simplified universal landing page presents a great opportunity to make cloud gaming approachable to more players in more places over time. And you're going to want to read the rest of this article by uh, Catherine. I highly suggest you do. Um, I'm waiting. I'm a, I've been a uh, Game Pass Ultimate member for two years now. So I'm just waiting for whenever they open up more invites because I cannot wait to play MLB The Show in my bed on my phone, you know, with my, um, with my new blue controller like this and just, just playing it. I mean, it's just fun. I mean, it's not going to be the same experience as you would for playing on console like I am here, but just to have that feature, I've been seeing a lot of people that have gotten their invites, uh, playing like Skyrim from their beds, like same way with the phone. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait because they make certain accessories where you can do that and have your phone and play it. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited and I check my, my email a lot just to make sure, and even my spam folder to make sure I didn't miss this invite because I would love to beta test it. Yeah. And then go ahead. No, that's just that. That's a nice little step for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were having a bunch of issues with Apple doing it, like going through an app. So now they're just doing through a web browser, which is fine too. Uh, number two in our last one for the show, Xbox announces players can now play online multiplayer at no extra charge. We're going to Polygon.com by Owen S. Good. Many free-to-play games on Xbox Series X, 
S and Xbox Series X and Xbox One consoles will no longer require an Xbox Live Gold membership, Microsoft announced on Wednesday. The change was made official after Microsoft started lifting the restriction in its Xbox Insider's beta testing program. I was a part, I'm a part of that. Furthermore, a system update this month will open up the looking for group option to all users and party chat used while playing free-to-play games will also no longer require an Xbox Live Gold subscription. This is something to me that this was behind their times on. PlayStation, you didn't have to worry about that. If it's a free-to-play game, you shouldn't have to, it shouldn't be, shouldn't have a barrier to playing with your friends and stuff like that. So I'm very glad that they're doing this. To me, it's way, way late. And, and, and honestly, I think that's why, you know, like Fortnite and Warzone did so good on the PlayStation 4 was because they didn't have a barrier like on Xbox does. But so I'm glad they're doing that. It's, it's, it's about time and I can't, I can't wait to see what else opens up. And speaking of opening up, we got two new releases this week for gaming. It's the new Pokemon Snap on the Switch on April 30th and the PS5 exclusive Returnal is also on April 30th. Um, the Pokemon Snap I'll be getting, but Returnal, it's not really on my radar. It's a, it's everyone like early reviews have come out and everyone is saying that it is the true PlayStation 5 game, next gen game. They said that the controller is phenomenal everything looks great. Just from what I've seen, um, it's a horror S game as well, but not yeah. even that just the way, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like something I would play. I'm sure down the line, they'll make it free to play. Um, for like a month through PlayStation Plus, but yeah. Ah, oh, but Chris, episode twenty-three. That's it. That's it. Uh, we had a bunch of movie news. I liked it. We've got a lot of good news this week. We're already yeah. sitting at a minute twenty of recording. So, um, guys, thank all for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed this episode, of Nerdwide Podcast. Don't forget to share on all your favorite social media platforms. Don't forget to go to our Twitter about Wednesday or Thursday this week to vote in our poll what you would like us to do to fill up some time since all of our shows are taking hiatuses or are ending uh, for their final episodes. Uh, you can follow us on social media. You can follow the Nerdwide account at nerd underscore wine, which is where the poll will be up. You can follow me at ty underscore haynes, and you can follow Chris at mathtn7. Um, guys, this is it. Again, don't forget, if you like this show, subscribe, share with all your favorite social media platforms. Um, let us know what you think. If you like it, if you dislike us, go down to the comments. Let us know what you didn't like, what we can do better to help you, to make you a fan of us. Uh, but guys, as always, this has been this week's episode of the Nerdwide Podcast. We cannot wait to get to you next week and share our thoughts on some new things. Have a good one, guys. Later, guys. <laughs>